hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfy with Remax Escarpment, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin. Yes, good morning. It's another beautiful Saturday morning here in the city of Hamilton. My name's Rick Zamperin in with Rob Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Philip Golfi also here. He too is a sales rep with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. And this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on Hamilton's News Talk Leader. The website you want to visit is robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them today if you're buying, if you're selling, if you have some questions regarding your home or uh, maybe your parents' home, your grandchild is uh, wanting to get into the housing market. Who knows? Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. And if you have a question for the Golfi team, email questions at robgolfi.com. That is questions at robgolfi.com. We have a host of things that we're going to get to today. What is Hamilton's identity? That should be a spirited conversation. Will self-driving cars reshape the housing market? Very interesting. Toronto's real estate market may have hit bottom. And is the stress test, we've talked about this on past shows, is the stress test going to do more harm than good? We're also going to dive deep into the October real estate stats here in Hamilton and Burlington. But before we begin, Philip wanted to rant and rave about walking and texting. Unbelievable. (laughs) I I can't... Our society has gotten to this point. It's it's we're walking zombies. It's it's we're exactly, and um, I swear they must have had security footage of of my incident. I was I was coming down Bay Street, making a left on on I believe it's Cannon Street, right where that Central Park neighborhood was. Okay, yeah. And it was lunchtime, and and is there an elementary school down there or, or a high school? Uh, there is a high school and an elementary yeah, school. Yeah, so there's yeah. two. There's so it was right around lunchtime, mm-hmm. and these and the small group of girls comes. And and I swear I'm making a left hand turn and I can see her. She's looking down at her phone and I'm like, she's gonna walk out right in front oh, of me. No. She's gonna walk and and I kinda I kinda stopped midway through the intersection knowing it was gonna happen. <laughs> it's like I saw it happen in front of me and and I knew it was gonna happen. Right. And she stops and, and her three friends stop and she's looking down at her phone and she right onto the road. Wow. And and then it was one of those moments where it was like deer in the headlights. She just kinda <laughs> looks at me. And I'm looking at her like I knew this was I knew this was going to happen. I you didn't have to coming. slam on my brakes or right. you know I kind of just slowly stopped. And the car behind me saw it happen too because he wasn't honking at me either because right. I was in the middle of the, middle of the intersection. And I looked at her and I just kind of shook my head like yeah. like what are and you what, doing? Did she like dart across yeah. the street after? No. Or? And then she kind of looked back at her friends and her friends looked at her and everybody was in <laughs> shock. And I kind of just sat there in the middle of the intersection wow. and they all just crossed the street and I'm just I kind of just. Moved on with my day. It was, it was unbelievable. Well, they're, they're coming out with a law now for uh, pedestrians uh, walking like they're, that. Yeah, they're, they're debating I think, it. They're I think it's in California that, that came out. No, well, it was Hawaii. Hawaii, they yeah. came out with that law that they're going to fine you, and that, that it's just going to go right across North America yeah. after that. Because, but I like, mean, if you're gonna, if like, if you're in a downtown core and you're going to be an idiot on the sidewalk yeah. and step out in, in front of traffic, like, like you probably got your headphones in. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, you're 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 doing whatever. And you're one step into a person's, you know, yeah. 
front front mirror or something. It's like good. it's, I, I understand what uh, legislators and governments want to do. I'm not sure I'm on side with this type of law because we're going to ask police who are already short staffed to now go and investigate and and check on people who are being. Idiots crossing the road yeah. looking at their phone. And, and if it's a young guy walking across the street with his head down, a police officer's not going to pull over and chase this kid. He's yeah. going to run. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and yeah, and the next thing is, you know, can you wear headphones while you're crossing the road? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... It's uh, embarrassing. It's a big can yeah. of worms, that's but for sure. But you know what? And that's, that's, that's where the... Uh, uh, the ca- uh, car cams uh, are coming in fact. The dash cams. The dash cams, because what's going to happen is some poor guy out there that's driving, watching the road, and all of a sudden yeah. somebody darts out without... Uh, not paying attention. Not paying attention. Guess who's at fault still? Yeah. Uh, it's it's the driver. So. There's there's a great uh, this is a little off topic for what we're going to talk about, but there's a great YouTube video, and I'm not sure what you can Google, but it's a dash cam footage. I believe it's in China. Yeah, uh, where these residents who are you know down on their luck, they might be homeless, uh, they, they might be just looking for a big uh, you know a payout uh, from an insurance company, basically run onto the road yeah. and launch themselves onto vehicles and. Yeah. And we see this video through the dash cam of each of these cars. Yeah. Uh, it's really it's really sad. Yeah, that's not good. Not good. Walking and texting. Just uh, uh, final thought, just yeah. be careful out there if you're walking and texting, <laughs> especially <laughs> at crosswalks. Yeah, put the yeah. phone down. It's uh, Yeah, you don't want to lose your life over it. Way off topic on the Hamilton Way Wednesday off topic, show, but that's yeah, okay. Saturday morning. We, t- we talk about real uh, real issues here on the show. Uh, we do have some uh, Toronto home sale stats uh, that we can get to, but uh, we do want to focus uh, here uh, in Hamilton and Burlington. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show. So let's uh, launch into the October real estate stats for all of Hamilton, and uh, Rob, I'll let you take over. So in Hamilton, the average selling price of a home is $495,000. That's all. Now, this is all of Hamilton, including Ancaster, Dundas, Stony and Creek. all the surround, St- Stony Creek. Yep. So that, that's the average sale price. Now, um, we're down uh, from the highest month that we had, and the highest month, surprisingly, was April and May. And we're down 14% from then. But we're still up from January uh, when it comes to um, uh, uh, average sale price. So right. if we eliminated, you know, February, March, April, May, uh, we're, we're, we're on track. Because mm-hmm. you know how we know that that market was kind of uh, uh, ridiculous. That's the, so that's all a Hamilton. Yeah. So now units sold. The, uh, the, we're down 11%. So um, in all of Hamilton, there was 789 uh, homes that sold, uh, that's including condos and everything else. Mm-hmm. And last year in October, we did 879. Uh, so we're so we're down the number of sales uh, when it comes to that. And uh, average days on the market, 34 days overall. So now Burlington. Before you get to that, oh, okay. I, I do want to mention that. So the average price in Hamilton uh, in October, 495000 and change. Yeah. Uh, down from, as you mentioned, May from 565000 up from January, uh, 463000 That's right. But that fa- 495 figure is higher than any figure uh, per month last year. Right. And, and we y- know yes. how ridiculous it was it, last it, year. It is. It is. So, so we're so, still we're still so, ahead of last so year. So, like... People don't feel that you know there, there's been a crash. There's it's it's not a it, it's not a correction. It's, even, it's yeah. just an adjustment. Yeah. Uh, there was just a, a an increase in uh, for some reason of people looking in the market this year. Next year, my my thoughts are I, I don't think it'll be as as aggressive as this in the spring market, right. but I, I still think it's going to be good. 
Um, I was just reading uh, that uh, they're, they're going to bring in, start, like they're increasing the amount of immigrants coming into the country, mm-hmm. and they're going to come up to 340,000 immigrants by That's 2020, right. is it, 2020. Uh, Rick? Yep. And, you know, there's it's uh, about 300,000 a year. 300,000, 330 in the next year, and three, four. Yeah. So as long as they keep doing that, I, I don't see any time, if there is a correction, uh, it'll just be a mild correction like we had in 2008. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now if they stop immigrating people into Canada for two years straight, right. guess what? Yeah. They're, they're, you guys better buckle up because and, and make sure you got your money in the bank because uh, there, there will be a little bit of adjustment there yeah. for sure. And, and you know what? Those immigrants are going to want to go where the jobs are, uh, You know, Toronto being you know always a popular place, Montreal, uh, Vancouver, probably the top That's three right. still. That's but right. Obviously, yeah. they're going to spread uh, out across the country. But if they do come into Toronto, uh, they're going to quickly realize, I would think, uh, you know, relatives will tell them, friends will say, hey, Hamilton's a great place yeah, yeah, and then, and I know uh, from my understanding, just talking to uh, to a refugee that was in Saskatchewan when I was at the uh, Grey Cup there uh, four four years ago, I mm-hmm. think it was in twenty thirteen. Yep. Twenty thirteen. So. Uh, I was taking a cab, and, and I always have conversations with you know. I like to find out what's you know what people are from, you know mm-hmm. where they're going. I, I always, I it's just I don't know, an interest to me. Um, he said he was a refugee, and he had to stay in Saskatchewan <laughs> for five years, right? For five yeah, years yeah. before he could move out of Saskatchewan. Maybe he was really naive. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> he's thinking, so, oh man, I, gotta I don't know if he knew what Saskatchewan was. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, when I got out of that airport in Saskatchewan, I froze my butt. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember I remember that. So, the, uh, so anyway, so he had to stay there for five years, so they're hoping that they stay there. So I'm sure Winnipeg is part of that refugee. Right. Now, they're immigrating 40,000 refugees and uh, into the country. So I don't the, – the, the sad thing for them is they're not getting – they're not able to go wherever they want to go. Yeah, they right. have to go where the, – I the, think as soon as Hamilton figures this LRT out, I think it, it would become – a, a way more attractive city for, for new immigrants for sure. as well. Yeah. 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 E- easier, more transportation options is always yeah, a no, plus. absolutely. And who knows, if Amazon comes to Hamilton? Oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know what? It, it, I, started, I started going online and looking at everybody else's bids. Right. Well, there's 238. It was, like, some of them are so creative. Yeah. They got the new Amazon thing and they're talking yeah. and they're asking if uh, if they should, oh, it's good. They, but it, it, tough I don't know if, don't know if Canada there. will get it. Do you think Canada will get it? Like, it's, I, a, it's yeah. an American company. It would be nice if It'd be amazing. Amazing. I think Hamilton's actually in the top one of the top ones though in terms of in terms of speculation because I, we're I close to Toronto yeah. mm-hmm. in terms um, of speculators a lot of a lot of land for growth out here yes definitely and and, and the and things they see they see the growth happening yep. and the transportation major options airport, are there. we're yeah. near yeah. major yeah. highway yeah. near yeah. airport everything yeah who knows stranger yeah. things have happened so i just sold myself i think it's going to happen <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right let's move on to uh, burlington as we get to the october realty uh, real estate stats here in hamilton burlington so what does burlington look like so burlington um, obviously has peaked so they so they're they're actually down even from the beginning of the year, but they're up from uh, last year. So mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. So Burlington, I mean, again, we're dealing with uh, uh, the spillover from the GTA. Right. Like if somebody doesn't want to cross that bridge to to Hamilton, but they're the average sale price is seven hundred and eighteen thousand. They're down fifteen percent from their highest selling month was in March. Yep. And uh, so number of units sold. Um, there was 278 units sold in the in the month of October. They're they're down 22 percent from last year in October. I was uh, I was going back and forth with a um, a top producing Burlington realtor last night, 
And he basically said it's it's the large detached, the luxury detached market that's taken the biggest hit. Mm-hmm. The condos and the semi-detached and the townhomes still are popular. still moving. Um, but it's it's definitely the luxury detached market. The days on market have have gone through the roof and, right. and everything's sitting right well, now. Well, that's a niche market to begin yeah. with, right? Yeah. So yeah. Burlington's probably peaked out, and it just it just got to a point where it's just un, uh, un, un unattainable to keep going up mm-hmm. and up and up. It's just there's a certain time where there's it, there's a ceiling that it has to hit. Yeah. yeah. And average days in the market for Burlington twenty nine. That, that's a healthy number. It's actually not bad. You know, twenty nine yeah. days last year was twenty one days in October, but twenty nine days this year, so mm-hmm. it's, it's still still reasonable. You know what? Let's take a quick break. Uh, still to come, we're going to get to Hamilton Mountain next, Hamilton Central, Hamilton East, Hamilton West, uh, and everywhere in between. Uh, we'll also talk about what is Hamilton's identity. Will self-driving cars reshape the housing market? Uh, Toronto's real estate market may have hit bottom. We have some stats uh, that we're going to pass on to you. And uh, is the stress test going to do more harm than good? Uh, remember, if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. And call them today at 905-575-7700. The Hamilton Real Estate Show continues on 900 CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Buying or selling or have a question regarding real estate, call them at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And they're all over social media, check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. It's fantastic. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram as well. What's Hamilton's identity? We're going to talk about self-driving cars, Toronto's real estate market, and the stress test. Is it going to do more harm than good? We're also dissecting the October real estate stats in Hamilton and Burlington. We've gone through all of Hamilton and Burlington. Now we're going to dissect Hamilton bit by bit. We'll go to the Hamilton Mountain. Yes, so Hamilton Mountain the average sale price was uh, 455000 and the highest month uh, in, Hamil- in Hamilton Mountain this year was in April, and it was selling for 514000 mm. So it's down 13%, but it's still up from January and last year. Yeah. So we're still on track. We're still looking good. Um, there was only 180 uh, sales on the Hamilton Mountain, so we're, we're, uh, we're down minus 19%. So right. last year in October... Uh, we had 217 sales on the on the mountain, and this year it's 180. Mm-hmm. So it's it is down. In, in, in comparison to September, though, uh, the previous month there was 162, and in August 119. That's so right. There, there is an upward trend. Here. There there is an upward trend. There's no doubt about it. Um, and and we're finding um, like the inventory is climbing, but the problem is. Um, a lot of the people that are putting their houses on the market, they're still looking at that earlier this year at those numbers, right. and that's why houses are expiring. So, so even.
even though you get a, so many houses coming on the market, there's a percentage of them uh, that aren't selling just because of the fact yeah. that they're they're hoping and wish, wish, wishing that they can get that April number yeah. or that, uh, you know, March, April. So do you guys have sellers who are kind of stuck in that mind frame and you have to kind of shift them to say, hey, you know, that, that ship has kind of sailed? Well, we, we try to, but when their neighbors sold for 600 and now you got their house up <laughs> yeah, for 420, it's, it's you just, tough. You just yeah. have to back it up with, you know, different comparables and, right. and you know, stats. Like the stats don't lie. It's, you know, but it's, some of the, it's the way you present them, you know, instead of just telling them and say, hey, the market's changed. Right. You know, this is how the market's changed. This is what we expect. And here are four or five comparables that have sold in the last 30 days. Right. That, you know, but, the the show, yeah, but, but exactly, a lot of them, yeah. a lot of them feel that they don't want to miss that. They they feel like oh, I don't know, like yeah. I, you know. So you put it. There's on still the a chance. There's yeah. still a chance. There's yeah. still, you never know what may happen. Yeah. So, um, an average days on the market for the mountain uh, twenty five days, that's, 20, that's which down is still from good. Hamilton Mountain is one of the strongest markets in 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 the Hamilton uh, market. Is, is it because it's so diverse? There's so many different kind of homes and yeah, and properties. It, you know what? Because you've got um, you've got your you know it's closer to Fennel, like uh, we call it District Seven. Um, those are your first-time buyers up on the Hamilton Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then as you go more more south, um, and it, it, the, the homes get more expensive, yeah. right? So you get the newer homes as you go more south right. past Rymall and also the the uh, West Mountain. Right. Uh, but it just uh, it's just it's just a, it's where everybody wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a great place to be. Uh, Hamilton Central, another great place to be. Hamilton Central. Uh, great area. They um, now the average selling price in October was uh, three hundred sixty-three thousand. Mm-hmm. Now in the height in the uh, spring market, they were at four hundred thirty-eight thousand. So they're down about twenty-one percent, but still up from last year. Yeah. So it's still strong. But uh, but it's but, still a huge swing from a couple months ago, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's a huge swing, and especially you know what I mean. That's you know, that's almost twenty percent of the housing. Yeah. You know, the prices yeah. from month over oh. month. It's 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 crazy. Year, sure. year over year, though, you're going yeah. from three hundred twenty one thousand to three sixty three. So I mean, you're still you're still going up. But I, yeah, right. I, know, I know what you mean. Down from four thirty eight is yeah. a tough pill to swallow. And yeah. especially only on a on a what a, a you know a mid three hundred thousand dollar house. You're yeah. down. It's and, crazy. And especially if you're putting your house up for sale in May, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get I'm going to get what my buddy down the street got. And now you're selling your home three months later, and you're not getting that price. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then and then um, it's actually a, a pretty strong month for uh, unit sales in uh, for Hamilton Central. We had 169 uh, sales in October. Last year we had 165, but mm-hmm. but I, I know you're looking at this, Rick. 91 in September. Yeah. So like uh, almost know. doubled from month to month. Yeah. That's no pretty kidding. Impressive. No kidding. And, and 32 it, days average on the market for Hamilton yeah. Central. Yeah, and everything everything's usually around that 30 hovers around that 30 days on market. Yeah. Is, is usually kind of the norm right now in the market. Whereas before it was a couple of weeks. Yeah. Was, I think I think we, <laughs> yeah. we there's a point where we got as low as like like 13 days. Yeah. Which is yeah. That's insane. Unbelievable. Yeah. That means that means I, you're getting an offer in your first. You know what I mean? If there is a condition, period, you're getting an offer in your first three or four days yeah, on the market. Yeah. And then. And you're selling a couple exactly. days later, a day yeah, later. Yeah. It's, wow. it's wild. Uh, let's move over to Hamilton East. So, Hamilton East, average sale price uh, for October was 341000 And again, still up from, uh, well, actually up uh, from. Uh, down from uh, the beginning of the year and in last year a little bit. Yep. So East Hamilton took a little bit of a little bit of a beating, and I'm not sure why, uh, it, because there it's a mix there. Because you got you know like Beach Boulevard, mm-hmm. you've got uh, you know um, oh I'm going blank on the on the street Green Hill area, right, and okay. uh, and then you've got uh, also the lower lower part of uh, Barton Street where there's. Uh, 
um, what do you call Strathern, yeah. uh, and all those other streets. And this so is up until Centennial, right? Th- th- this is up on uh, yeah. So this would be up until Centennial, yeah. Centennial till Kenilworth, right? Centennial Parkway till okay. uh, Kenilworth. So you get, so it's 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 a mixture of all different uh, prices and areas mm-hmm. of of homes. So the average selling price was three hundred forty one thousand. Um, and uh, only 96 units sold, so we're we're down uh, 14 uh, percent uh, from last year, and uh, and the average sell average uh, days on markets 20 uh, 28 days mm-hmm. on the market. So it uh, is surprisingly it's pr- one of the very few that's down from last year. Yeah. So there's got to be something in in that mix that that caused that. Mm-hmm. It, uh, but I can't see it because uh, everywhere else it's up. So from Hamilton East, uh, we shift over to Hamilton West. Hamilton West. Is a tough market. Yeah. Now, if you own a house in Hamilton West, be patient. It'll sell. It might not sell this year. <laughs> it will sell in the spring okay. uh, because it is because uh, it is a, a strong market, and we've got the university students plus we've got uh, higher end homes in that area. Mm-hmm. So the average sale price in uh, in October was uh, four hundred sixty. Let's say four hundred sixty five thousand. And it's up up from last year, but we're down 22% from the, the height of uh, April, May uh, month. Um, again, only 41 units sold. Wow. So, like, there's – I met a guy um, the other day, and he want, he's struggling selling his property. He's a real estate agent that owns a property in, in uh, West Hamilton, and he's struggling. And it's not because it's not priced right. It's just there's – the buyers, for some reason, aren't there. Like, I mean – it, he he's one of the lowest priced homes in the in the West End, mm-hmm. and I can't believe that he didn't sell it. But but it's not us; we're not selling it though. So I mean, if it was the golfy team, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just a little plug there for myself. Yes. But um, but again, twenty eight days uh, uh, average uh, sell uh, it takes to sell. But Hamilton West, that's you got to be patient there. Yeah. So like um, it, it just it's just a funny market in the in the West End. You mentioned uh, the 41 units sold uh, in October. That compares to 100 sold in March. So there's a, a the, bit of a discrepancy oh, yeah, there, yeah. obviously. No kidding. Uh, okay. Lower Stony Creek. Lower Stony Creek, one of the hottest markets during the uh, spring market. Yeah. Um, so at the height, the, the height they were getting 609000 as an average sale price. They're down to 490, let's say 497000 So they're still up from last year. And but I remember Stony Creek. There was a a, a, a house. I, you know, I've told this story before, where we sold it in November, and it didn't close in February. We relisted it for this uh, for the same price, mm-hmm. and we got one hundred thirty thousand. Like within like what from November then February yeah. we list for, and we get one hundred thirty thousand over asking. So it was good that it didn't close because the client ended up getting more money, but mm-hmm. uh, you know had to go through all that stress. But they're down twenty three percent from the spring market. But they're only they only had seventy three uh, units that sold in Lower Stony Creek hmm. seventy three units and average days now look at that it's creeped up to forty six wow. so Stony Creek's kind of maxed out like it's it's getting to a ceiling now yeah. where people are like looking at the house and saying and and the hard thing about Stony Creek is especially Lower Stony Creek you've got a lot of Europeans that live there Im- immigrant Europeans mm-hmm. and sometimes Europeans. Uh, or immigrants, they're tough because they got a mindset, especially if they saw their neighbors selling for 609 you cannot change their mind. Right. No matter what stats you show, <laughs> no matter how much you can yeah. give them, yeah. 
they they want that number that their neighbor got earlier in the year. Right. So you'll find that a lot of houses will sit on the market in Stony Creek because, you know, they, they just want to get they what their neighbor number. did. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned 46 days on market. That compares to just 17 in June. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Upper Stony Creek. Let's go up the hill. Upper Stony Creek, there's a lot of development going on there. Um, their average sale price is 533000 and they're they're up actually from uh, last year and January, uh, but um, you, you, number of units sold is forty one. It's higher than last year, and I'm I'm guessing some of those are uh, MLS listings from new builders. Okay, um, I'm thinking that what it is because there's there's a strong strong development going up there with the uh, um, Summit Park there. Um, so that's part of that, mm-hmm. uh, but still strong, uh, and they're only minus fifteen. 15% from uh, their height of April. Yep. But strong numbers are still uh, on Upper Stony Creek, very strong. Average days in the market, uh, as you mentioned, 36 compared to 11 in May. Yes. So, man, yes. May was a hot month. Yeah. Ancaster. Ancaster. Look at this. Yes, plus 7%. That's oh. where all the wealthy people are going. <laughs> and the wealthy people don't care. They pay more. <laughs> so, anyway, um, but right now in October... And there's, I, I'm just curious to see how many units that have sold. So it, there's 57 units sold in uh, in Ancaster, but 902,000 is the average sale price in Ancaster. It's the highest of the year. My 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 goodness, I better not say my God anymore. But <laughs> well, you um, just did. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, up seven percent. But, but uh, in the height. Actually, it's higher than any of the spring market. Yeah. So they hit a ceiling, but now uh, people are coming into Ancaster and they're paying big bo- dollars for for these homes. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! Nine hundred and two thousand dollars for average sale price. I can't believe it. Average days on market forty eight. So they're waiting a little bit longer, but obviously last month they got their money. Yeah, yeah they they do. And it, you know what? The people that are moving into Ancaster are your Burlington Oakville people. Yeah. They uh, they're they're the ones that are moving into Ancaster. But I'll tell you, like I said, that four oh uh, the four oh three man. I don't know if I would like to take that uh, highway trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's go to Dundas. Dundas again. Dundas is you know because there's small numbers of uh, that are sold. Those numbers can change at any given time because there's not as many numbers like to average it out but mm-hmm. in in April the height was uh 654,000 uh it's uh it's down 11% now the average sale price is 589,000 in Dundas for for October it is up from uh last year no doubt it uh it is and so things are going smoothly and uh there was 33 transactions that happened in Dundas versus last year of uh, 29. Mm-hmm. So, so in the average uh, days on market, 31 days. So that's what that's what but the average is right yeah. now. Uh, the hottest month in terms of uh, sales or units moved 55 in May. May was a really popular yeah. month. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, moving over to Waterdown. Waterdown. Now that's a high end market just outside of Burlington. Yep. Uh, the average sale price is 676 thousand. Uh, but uh, at, at the height in May was uh, was at uh, seven hundred and eighty-three thousand. Um, so they're down sixteen uh, percent. Thirty-nine. They're higher than last year. It's actually uh, um, you know so the so the sales are, are okay. Uh, they're up uh, about twenty-three percent from last year, and um, yeah, seven hundred sixty. And I think a lot of those are townhouses. To tell you the truth, there's a lot of townhouses are being built in mm. uh, in Waterdown. We have clients looking out that way, and um, so 
I mean, the average sale price, I, I think, for single detached out there is a lot higher than uh, 776 Yeah. yeah. Uh, and average days on the market, uh, a low of 14 in April, uh, 46 wow. for the month of October. Yeah. Uh, moving to Glanbrook. Glanbrook. Um, okay. So, Glanbrook, 592600 And the height, it was at 633000 And uh, we're down 7% from, from earlier this year, but still up from last year. Um, 44 transactions, so we're down 5% mm-hmm. from last year uh, in October, and average days on the market is 32 in Glanbrook. So Glanbrook's moving smoothly. Um, it's, um, you, you know, you got Bimbrook in there, and uh, it, Bimbrook, there's a high turnover in, in uh, homes there because either you love it or you hate it. So when you move into Glanbrook or Bimbrook in, uh, in that area, um, the people you know they're not sure of it and it depends you know because shopping they have to go everything is like 10 mm-hmm. minutes away 15 mm-hmm. minutes away and uh and they have to drive that highway to, to get there but uh but but there is a high turnover about 10 percent in right. uh, in uh, in Bimbrook is that kind home. of a is, is that kind of a stepping stone it's not maybe a first-time home buyer is moving there but maybe that's someone's second home and they're looking to upgrade after that yeah, they're just looking for something different outside the city, yeah. and they, they're trying it out, and you get a lot of outside people coming in, but it still takes time to get to the Red Hill from there. Right. Um, so they don't want, um, and then they're realizing, wow, you know, this drive is not is not as good as it as I thought it yeah. would be, so, yeah. so that's why the, a lot of them will move back into the city. Uh, let's go to Lincoln, which includes uh, Vineland, Jordan, and Beamsville. Yes, yeah, so at the height, Lincoln was at 614,689. Now it's at, uh, in October, is 487,000, uh, which is still up from last year. And they're down 20, 26% from earlier of the height of, the, of this year. Mm-hmm. 30 transactions, so they're about 20, uh, uh, 20, 23% uh, of higher than last year. So they only sold 22 last year, 30 this year in October. And uh, average days on the market is 40 days on the market. 40. So uh, Grimsby. Grimsby. So we've got 518,000 is the average sale price for October and then in the height we were at 680,000. Wow. That was a good time to sell. Yeah, <laughs> that was in absolutely. March. If you were retiring, that was a good time to cash out. Yeah. So that's a 31% uh, decline. 31% decline and um, and at, and 32 units that sold. And usually that's about average. Grizzly's about 30, 35 units a, a month that usually sell. So that's about a, a balanced market. Yeah. And now it's about 46 days on uh, average uh, mm. days on the market. Which is interesting because, uh, as you said, that 46 days on the market in October, that compared to 58 in September. But when you look to June, just 13 days on the market. Yeah, that, that's what, that, what a that, turnaround. Yeah, mm. that, I know. It's, it's unbelievable. That's... Uh, yeah, it's changed. There you uh, go. we got about a minute left in this segment. I just want to recap uh, Toronto home sales. Uh, the uh, Toronto Real Estate Board says area home sales were up 12% from September to October, uh, pointing to a stronger fall market. Uh, the group representing the Toronto area real estate uh, agent says uh, 7,100 homes were sold in October, down 27% from the same month last year. And the average selling price in October in Toronto was 780000 up 2.3% compared with October of 
2016, and sales in the first 10 months of the year slipped to 80,000, just over 80,000, uh, down uh, 19% from the same period in 2016. So in comparison, Hamilton's average selling price, uh, 495,000. In Toronto, it's 780. So the disparity continues. But I think we've caught up a little bit in terms of the uh, per, you know the percentage gap. Uh, when we come back, is the stress test going to do more harm than good? That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, and Philip Golfie, also a sales rep with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700, robgolfie.com. Use the website, robgolfie.com. Find them on uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie, and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And if you have a question for the golfy team the email address is questions at robgolfie.com is the stress test going to do more harm than good a, uh, a think tank the fraser institute uh, published a uh, study earlier in the week that argues that it's unnecessary to impose the stress test on financially sound home buyers yeah and this is something makes sense yeah for sure this is something that i would uh, i would agree with i think this this stress test is catered to two markets in Canada. It's catered to, you know, your Vancouver market, yeah. catered to your Toronto market. So what they've come in is, as they said, well, everybody's going to be affected by it, right? Um, and and there's there's two parts of it. First, you know, do you need, you know, these people that have 20% down in terms of they're getting an uninsured mortgage, which means it's not going to be insured by CMHC. Um, and, and now that they're, they have to qualify at 2% higher than what their, what their competitive rate would be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to push them, and, and, and I, I strongly agree with this, is what this study says. It's going to push them to unregulated buyers, whether that's, you know, a B lender or, um, you know, a credit union that which has different regulations. Um, Lindsay touched this on uh, touched base on this on uh, last week for a little bit. And and I think I think she's exactly right. I, I you know, I don't think this is the way to cool the housing market. I think there's different measures, different different ways to do it. Um, and, and in terms of who is this affecting, this is going to affect your investor that's going to go out and get, you know, his second, third or fourth investment property. And this is going to affect the, you know, the person who lives, you know, has, has a ton of equity in their house and wants to go out and, and buy a cottage or wants to go buy a, you know, something, a a vacation home, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, something, something of that, of that nature. So, um, you know, it, it should be interesting to see how this how this is going to happen. You know, what's going to what's going to resolve this? It's going to it's a lot of mortgage lenders um, at the financial institution level are going to have to use you know creative solutions to work around this. Right. It, it's going to affect the middle class. The upper class won't it won't right. affect them. Right. It's going to affect the middle class. But on the positive note for Hamilton, you're going to find even more people leaving the GTA, coming to Hamilton, right. looking for the more affordable home. Yeah. Because if they can't afford to buy that $700,000 house in uh, in Toronto, because that's the average price out there right now, they'll come to Hamilton and say, hey, I can buy a $500,000 house in Hamilton mm. that is equal to a seven dollars $800,000 house in Toronto. They'll just have to deal with the commute. Yeah. And it's just, what they do is, just like Philip said, 
they, they put these uh, implement these uh, systems in because of the bigger markets like the Vancouver, the Toronto market. But they don't realize markets like us, like we're forty five minutes away without traffic. Not even us. Like think about the guys out in Alberta or Saskatchewan. Those guys, you know, we at least we have the influx of GTA buyers coming into our market, which right. allows what us. What those to, other markets? Yeah, have? those those markets out out. You know, yeah, there's they, no, they, there's, there's nothing. That, it, it, it's so much harder for them. Well, they that, might be losing because exactly. if you, I mean, if you're living in Calgary, it, you might say, more. hey, you know, it, I'll go it, live it, in Red Deer it, or yeah. whatever. You know? So that those those guys are going to be are going to be you know dramatically affected. But the, yeah. the suburbs around the GTA and the suburbs around Vancouver, you know, Vancouver Island and, and that sort of thing, we you know we we're kind of protected because we have those buyers that those influx of buyers right we're you know in terms of a, a proximity we're so close but mm-hmm. you don't want to forget about the winnipegs and the you know saskatchewan's and, and that sort of thing yeah. you know yeah they're they're going to get affected uh mostly uh from it just like an, an immigrant comes here he's uh you know he's ready to go he's saving his money and he's got enough money just to buy a, a 350 400,000 house now the bank's going to say sorry you have to buy a two hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars house, which now the average price it's not that those houses don't exist. Yeah. So he may have to wait another three years yeah. to save money to yeah. buy a house. Yeah, I think it would have made more sense just to say, all right, we're going to add another percentage point to whatever the mortgage rate is, right? Instead of, instead of doubling it. And, right? and a part of me says, you know, I like it because I don't. I, I like how it's not a tax, right? Because right? it seems like the way to cool the house, cool the housing market is just you know. Implement a tax and give more money to the government. Yeah. So this is kind of the, the alternative, which you know I can see what they're trying to do. I like it much better than a tax. I hate the sound. Sure. Of, yeah, I hate, I hate the sound of tax. It's every time you know the government wants to cool the housing market, they you know increase tax, increase yeah. land We're already taxed to death. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So yeah. so I can see what the you know I, I can see them trying to get away from the tax and and, and doing something with yeah. uh, mortgage lending rules, but you know. We got a couple minutes. I, I wanted to bring this topic up here. There's a, a company in uh, Toronto that's using a 360 uh, degree tour, a virtual reality tour, where I guess you just hold up a smartphone and you take a tour of a property or a home or a condo that you want to buy. Uh, we, we've had online tours for years. I'm not sure how this is going to be any different, but just your thoughts on on this. Well, the, 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 there's two different types. Uh, you know how Samsung has those goggles you can wear, and yes, you're actually feeling like the virtual reality, yeah. and they have those. But not everybody has. Uh, are the using headset. the headset, and not everybody's using the equipment to to put that up. Hmm. But there are uh, more and more people are using the uh, um, like the virtual reality, where you you can move your uh, on your on your phone, you can uh, follow the uh, the different rooms on there to see what it is. Yeah. But um, this is like the virtual tours that first came out, where agents were trying to sell to their clients, say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to give you a virtual tour of your house, and it'll be online. Everybody will be able to see it." People. When they came out, we, we used them, but we found out people always opted out of that after 15 seconds because it was too slow. Yeah. Again, you know, it takes time. So we, we, we find that we do uh, video, but we, we inter- interchange into different rooms faster than normal. So when people are looking at it, they're engaged into the, into yeah. the, um, into had, the video. You, you add the music and yeah. you know, the drone and everything else like around. that. Yeah. So like, like I said, you have to cater to people that don't have the time. Like myself, everybody has uh, a short span of attention span and and you got to find something that people can get around, look at the house without having to. Okay, how do I? I don't know. Oh, this, yeah. this, this got to make it easy working. for them. It's got to be yeah. easy. I, I, it's okay, an idea that they're trying to come out with something all the time with these inventors, you know, with better things. Yeah. Um, and I and I track it out very very strongly, and I'll tell you, we know people opt out of it. We can track how, how long they stay on that mm-hmm. system. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, self-driving cars and are they going to reshape the housing market? Interesting uh, theory. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Uh-huh. 
around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Self-driving cars and uh, whether or not they're going to reshape the housing market. So what the, well, what's this all about? Yeah, so what, what they're basically saying is, is a lot of developers right now are, are looking forward um it, you know the article stated in new york it won't be until 2040 that land use planning is permanent permanently altered to accommodate self-driving cars okay so it's it's stating that a lot you know should we should we start to prepare for these self-driving cars which which mean you know smaller roads bigger sidewalks mm. more bike lanes right mm-hmm. um which also means less parking lots um you know less garages and, and less car dealerships sure. so um, it's just an article that states, you know, it's it's come out and says, you know, this is what what we could expect, and this is this is how it might affect the real estate market. So okay. there's there's examples of real estate developers coming in and buying car dealerships. Um, they're buying parking garages and they're buying, um, you know, different you know parking lots and gas stations yeah. to turn into future real estate development because they they think that you know over the next the, you know the next twenty to thirty years. Less gas stations, less parking garages, right. and, and more self-driving cars. Another uh, suggestion in this article is um, driverless cars would help seniors stay independent longer, slowing home sales, but also reducing the demand for assisted living facilities, which I guess makes sense if they're still going to be out and about in these self-driving cars. Yeah, for sure. That you know, It allows you know for seniors to get around more, but it's just, it's just I think the concept is still so new. Sure, you have a self-driving car, but there's going to be a time where you have you know, self-driving cars and you have, you know, people. Regular cars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's it's the transition of society. And I think it's it's going to result in a lot of the government regulations and mm-hmm. how they're willing to adapt to that yeah. and, and implement it into their, into their society. Like it, it's the same thing, you know, whether it's anything such as marijuana, we saw the, you know, um, you know, Denver, you know, change change their rules mm-hmm. on and allow the legalization and of marijuana. So, yeah. and, and and I think it's going to take you know it's going to take one city that's that's a little forward, such as a San Francisco or a Las Vegas, or maybe to, a Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, we, we're, we're still having problems with our LRT, and, <laughs> yeah. and, well. and and so I don't think we're as forward as those cities. But I mean, yeah. as soon as one of those cities implements it, and it and and it's a huge su- uh, success, people will take It'll notice and adapt it. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's what it takes, but. Um, we'll I'm still I'm still not a big fan of the self-driving car. I like driving, and I I, I look forward. You know, 20 years are we, are we going to need a driving test? Right. Are we going to need anything well, associated why, with why Ministry of Transportation? I can understand for safety reasons. If you fall asleep on the highway and the, and the car's starting to veer, it'll yeah. stay between the lanes. But why? Other have, than that, like, yeah, yeah. Like, but why have like? I mean, uh, if there's air in the computer system, you're gonna have you're gonna have way more accidents, yeah. in my opinion. Mass I, chaos. I, I, you well, know, think about this: the Russians hacking into our self-driving cars and creating, you know, mass <laughs> yeah. hysteria on our highways. Yeah. That's and the also last the, thing I want. You know what? The, the other interesting thing is, it states that if people have a self-driving car, they will be they will be more adaptive to a longer commute time, which I 100 percent disagree with. Hmm. Our cars made today are are like you're living in your living. Sure, like, it's like you're in your living room. Yeah, like like you have. You know, a, a, a comfortable seat. You have a, a smooth ride. Like any new car, I don't care what, what kind of car it is. Any new car mm-hmm. is is a comfortable car. 
just because you're not driving it doesn't mean you're going to be more adaptive to a longer commute yeah. time. I think that's 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 you still have to sit think, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, people are doing uh, all sorts of things in their cars from it's like eating f- to talking. Yeah, yeah. it's like when you fly first class. Just because you're flying first class doesn't mean you like a longer flight time. Exactly. Even though you're comfortable, you, you still don't want to be on the damn plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I hear you. I hear you. All right, let's close with uh, we got a couple minutes to uh, close with uh, what is Hamilton's identity? What are what are people I, saying about Hamilton? So I have a funny story about this. So I had a friend that. Uh, he he lives north of Toronto, and he came down to visit me for you know we met at at, at college. He came down to to visit me, and we're driving, and it's a gloomy day, and you know here we go over the Skyway Bridge, and he just kind of kind of looks out to Stelco and, and Defasco, and he goes like he goes what is this place like, <laughs> like what the heck is going on right, right, right. and he and, and this and is the first this, time he's been this, here? it's not the first time but he doesn't come here often he has right. no reason other than you know to come visit friends and yeah and it was he said it was probably like you know six seven eight years and he kind of he's kind of come over the skyway and you know the cr- cloud was a little gray and he's like he's like this place looks like like terrible like he and i just i just started laughing i go yeah it's hamilton man like this is this is it mm-hmm. yeah. but but i mean in terms of your commuters that's what they get of Hamilton, right? Yeah. If they're not stopping into our downtown and and that sort of thing, yeah, they're seeing they're seeing they're seeing the, the, the test, steel mills right? going that's, over. That's it, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it catches on, and, and you know, that's what you know, two hundred fifty thousand people going over the Skyway yeah. Bridge every day. You really got to get into the city. Though. I mean, yeah. once you get in, it's like whoa. I mean, well, there's a lot of great should things. have a big uh, billboard uh, on the Skyway Bridge say, "Hey." Discover come, come Hamilton. Come, yeah, come yeah. in. Come come inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> don't, exactly. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a great point. So yeah, so and no, you know, like in between that, we've we've seen everything from you know the armpit of Ontario to Toronto's Brooklyn yeah. to you know an unpainted canvas, and you know my experience with the downtown core has been you know it's it's such a, a fun place to be. It's way more it's vibrant. So oh, yeah, vibrant, trendy restaurants. Yeah, um, you know, shopping. It's got a lot of stuff. So it's. We got to run. Good. Don't forget, uh, it is a time change weekend. So yes. we're flipping our clocks yes. back an hour before we go to bed tonight. Yep, so you get an extra hour at the bar tonight. Yes, excellent. <laughs> Enjoy that. Yes. <laughs> uh, for Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, my name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.